Shalom everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Upper Room. I'm your host Darren, a uh, pleasure to uh, be with you once again. Thank you uh, again for taking the time to uh, to be with us today as we uh, loose and bind uh, another biblical uh, topic. Today I am joined by a regular guest. Um, it is none other than Mrs. Rebecca Ringwood. How are we doing? Shalom, yes, very good, very good, happy to be back, as I promised, uh, I've committed to doing a podcast uh, once a month, just, uh, I know it's a lonely road out there, and we've got a lot of sisters, other side of the world, that uh, aren't as blessed as us with the physical fellowship, and I know that we are your fellowship, so, you know, just gotta do do what the Lord wants, and um, bring topics that have been close to my heart, and yeah, just continue to share, um, drip, drip feed you some of my um, experiences because if I was to sit here and do a, a podcast and a, of all the, the weird and wonderful things that have gone on to get me to where the point that I am now and what I'm being convicted of to help me grow and to finish that race, um, it will be a lengthy podcast. So yeah, I'm going to do it over the next however um, however long and just um, yeah, be there for your sisters and show you um what the lord's really been placing on my heart and yeah where we're up to spiritually in this uh, very crazy world <laughs> and uh, perfect uh, from from my selfish point of view it's great for me because i get to listen and learn and um get a heads up on a lot of uh, elements particularly with the uh, the more feminine attributes of the walk as it were so it's uh, it's a learning curve for me and um i'd be uh, i'd be silly not to uh, pay any attention now uh, we just said before we started the uh, the show today big up all mug fans got the hebrew yeshua uh, bex what are you rocking today um we've got the uh, be the change be the change be the change, be the change. <laughs> so uh, we are. You know who you are, mug people. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try and be the change, at least uh, give you some uh, inspiration, some uh, uh, information, and to help equip you to uh, be more of the change that you want to see in the world, essentially. So, Bex, Hallelujah. once again, we're going to go on a bit of a uh, a bit of a journey, and uh, a journey that I may not be too familiar with where we're going. So, if you'd be so kind to inform me and our lovely uh, viewers and, and listeners, uh, what's your topic? What have you been led to uh, to share with everyone uh, this week? Um, I'm going to talk about the giants of this world and how we are to to ve- to defeat them um, from like a woman's perspective, and some giants that I have. Um, noticed along my walk things that maybe I have been stumbling on in a wa- for a while and I think like why isn't this going away why am I struggling with this and it's not until the Lord has showed me that it is actually a giant in my life that um, yeah it, it, it's I didn't I, if you don't know something's there you can't slay it can you so um, yeah the, the giants were always the enemy of Israel they were the ones that were stopping them coming into the promised land. They were the ones that were always oppressing them and that uh, the Lord told them to be of good courage, that he will take them down at, at, at the right time um, and not to fear them. Um, and me and Joe were having the conversation before and he's like, so he was kind of not like testing me, like, why giants? Why giants? Like, <laughs> as if to say like, why that? Why don't you just say the enemy and stuff him? In my opinion, and something that I have done um, many times before, is blame different trials that I've been going through 
on um it's it's the oppression it's the enemy attacking me when in reality it's just the things that i need to overcome and i need to either not be fearful of need to let go of need to move on from and again they're things that um until you notice that they're there you're not gonna really um get rid of so yeah it's about kind of just um recognizing things even within ourselves it's not always external things it's maybe things that we've carried from the past and don't worry I'm going to be giving specific examples as we go along and different headers and stuff um but yeah so things internal things that maybe um, may stop our relationship our marriages from moving forward or walk with the lord our role in the fellowship so yeah it's things like little things in our lives that can become big things if we don't overcome them so yeah right um yeah um, with that uh, i think the for me the um uh, attributing uh, obstacles as giants uh, lends its uh, d- biblical description of all the ites of so the, the jebusites the amalekites all of the ites that we face in our in our life i think there's a scripture uh, i'll paraphrase where it says you know we need to, um, they need to be taken out over a period of time. It's not going to be something that's quick. Uh, and so I think that's synonymous with our with our walks and our sanctification, that, that a lot of the, the ites in our life do take time, are going to take um, uh, a bit of a longer battle, a bit more of a strategy uh, to, to remove. And, and like you said, uh, a lot of the time we're not, we can't even see the giants that are, that are around the corner, but they're, they're still plaguing our, our lands as it were. So yeah, beautiful Beck. So um, uh, kick us off where, where you'd like to start. Yeah. Um, just an analogy uh, that I was thinking of. So um, if anybody knows me, you will, um, or maybe in the past as well, you'd think like, this this girl ever going to pass a driving test like I think I genuinely do have undiagnosed dyspraxia it's like things um left and right can just be a bit all over the place so it was a miracle for me to get my driving license however um that test never changed it's like they didn't ever make the driving in the UK test any easier didn't get any harder it stayed the same I was the one that had to adapt. I had to learn what to pray about. I had to not fear. I had to cast out anxiety. I had to really bring in my focus. I had to practice. I had to invest financially, like a lot of money. I had to work hard in order to fund it. So um, what I'm trying to say is I didn't give up. And that is the main thing, what people can do. They become overwhelmed at this massive trial in their life. It doesn't even have to be something physical like your driving test it can be something that you're struggling with and because they they don't instantly get the result that they want they do give up so what I'm here to encourage us all is to not give up because if we want the benefit for me now as a mom I couldn't imagine not driving you know I take Jonah everywhere we're always doing fun things so for me to have that benefit I had to sacrifice I had to um, really commit time and money um, cast out fear to be able to get the benefits of being able to drive so you can apply that spiritually if you want the benefits of um, taking the, the tests away from your life you have to push in you have to pray you sometimes even have to ask the lord to reveal to you what you are struggling with in order to overcome it because we know that these things um can be sneaky they can creep in and they can linger as well and it can be uh, overhanging on, on your, your mind your body your soul you're just like why won't this thing go away why can't i move past this so you know we don't do all things in our own strength we have to rely on the lord to 
to overcome things that we are struggling with or tests and trials as we like to say they're different for every person but yeah we just we can't give in when we don't get the result that we want and we can apply that to anything really especially um spiritual matters you know right um and you you mentioned there about you know praying and, and being with the lord in terms of uh not being discouraged and not not giving up um do do you, are there any other like disciplines or things in your life um, supports that you have, whether it be behaviors, practices, or, or even relationships that help you to when you do give up or when you do hit the bottom? Like, what does that look? What's, what's that look like for you in terms of either receiving encouragement or like digging deeper in order to to keep going? Yeah, for me, um, again, if we're going to talk about the driving license thing, like I did give up for a long time. Um, I gave up because I thought like I'm never going to be able to do this. Like my money's better spent elsewhere. I'm not really focused on it. And I made excuses for a long time. And it's sometimes like the Lord can send an angel to tell you like, no, you really need to do this now. And that come in the form of like my old boss. He was like sat me down. He was like, you know, it would be really good for this job, but what are you doing? Just do it now. Like, you're never going to be in a position that you are now. You know, you're going to have a family one day, you're getting married, just just do it. And it was like, that was the Lord speaking through that that guy. And sometimes it can come through a, phys- a physical of a person. It can come through your husband a lot of the time. You know, nine times out of 10, if your husband is telling you something and encouraging you to do something, you know that's like that's basically God telling him to tell right. you so if you're not listening in that area then again you might want to start because there is usually a blessing around the corner when somebody is telling you things time and time again it comes to a point where you just you know you may as well listen because you're just robbing yourself of a blessing so that's a big one listening to people telling you things giving you counsel if you're not listening to counsel unfortunately you miss out on a lot of blessing I could have just been like you you're you don't you can't tell me what to do right, you know right. who you don't know me I can get the bus wherever I want and I could have just missed that but I didn't I thought you know what he's probably right I'm just gonna do it so again counsel is massive uh, for me when when you're saying that Bexa, I wanted to ask you like how important is the integrity of your relationships and the trust in your relationships for you to know that when somebody is talking to you that it may not necessarily just be um someone's opinion that it is actually you are trying to communicate to you like h- how important would you emphasize trust in in your relationships with either your sisters and your family and and uh um it might be your spouse how important is that so that you can trust that and and to let go and and either receive a kick up the backside yeah. or or uh you know something a bit more gentler yeah, well, I always think like it, God isn't a respecter of persons. And if he wants to tell you something, he, he uses a donkey to tell right, you. Yeah. So, you know, you've kind of got to be humble in your approach and think, I may not trust them. I may not know them. But if it aligns with the Bible and my goals and my um, uh, passions and what I want to continue to do to the Lord, you know, God can use anyone. And it might even be a humbling process to listen to somebody that you might not want to listen to. In fact, that's usually how it happens. It comes through somebody that you think, who are you telling me what to do? Again, with Ian, when I healed my skin um, and my vitamins, um, instantly I thought, you're um, an older man. What do you know about acne? Like, that was my initial response. And then I thought, do you know what? No, I'm going to read the book and I'm going to try it. 
wow, my life changed. Everything in my life changed when I decided to listen to that counsel of somebody that usually you don't want to listen to. Right. Um, so it humbles you in the process. That's, that's brilliant. Um, it's so... Um, it's so contrary to your feelings. Like you, you, you literally like you want something. You want a, a bit of an ear tickle when somebody says something mm. that's good for you. You like it's. It can be really hard to receive. Um, but and I think the emphasis that you put on it being scriptural as opposed to like how it makes you feel yeah. is like a big thing. Um, so that's for for receiving. Uh, how how are you at like discerning how to be the one that's bringing that like. How important is because w- when we talk about like um, you know the, the 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 fruit of the spirit being gentleness and quite often in this walk people can say well I'm I'm walking in truth and and I'm speaking the truth but they sometimes maybe lack the the gentleness yeah like how do you go about like is that just something that's intuitive for you where you know where to pick your moments and how to deliver things to certain people like. You either you either got it or you or you haven't really. I d- I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it comes with practice. I'm not going to sit here and say every piece of advice or counsel I've gave is completely out of the Holy Spirit because no, a lot of the times I have given things with uh, maybe a bit of frustration. You know, I've struck the rock in my counsel and I've got annoyed at people, and you know that isn't the best. That really doesn't work. So I've learned from my mistakes and I've thought, no, do you know what? A gentler approach. When you see someone struggling, say, hey, have you considered this? And my best advice is to be like Yeshua. He didn't go around throwing Torah scrolls at people, did he? He asked questions. He he, he got them and he, he got them in one room on their own and said, how does this make you feel? Have you considered this? He spoke in parables. So always asking questions is like massive, right. a massive advice for me. Always say, um what have you considered how this makes you feel or is this bit in line with the bible um this is what i've learned from again applying my own mistakes to it because again like i said i haven't um always done it perfectly even elements of a relationship and this walk so speaking from my past experiences as well but then again you'd be surprised that who doesn't want to listen to that because it's right. like your mom speaking to you isn't it you don't want to listen until you go through it you're like oh now now I'll listen so sometimes that doesn't work however the questions and the scripture you can't go wrong with the scriptures you know perfect the and best way I, I like that because um you know if, if we're all learning um in in this in this time on earth and we're all trying to yeah we're, we're learning basically and everybody learns in different ways so I think like you said it's it's trying to identify how people learn in different ways and how things are, are received um when it comes to receiving stuff uh off others I think it's really important uh that we do remain humble and um teachable and um uh, serving one another how how important is it to be uh uh, submissive and um, ready to receive from, from other people um, so I know some people uh, find it hard to, to receive in general whether it's criticism or love or positive or negative it, there's something about being um, subservient and of a, of a servant's heart that, that allows this process to sort of um, gel a bit more how, how does that work for you? Well, actually, that does lead me on to one of my uh, pointers for the evening. 
um yeah one one note i wrote down was um talking about how whether we can build walls like emotional walls around us versus being vulnerable for yeah and um i've been doing a bit of a study on our emotions and how the fallen world our sin our past trauma maybe we've been bullied maybe we've been the bully maybe we've just had really dysfunctional relationships in the world with sin with people with your family um name it these are all things that are going to build you uh, encourage you to build walls around yourself to defend yourself um it's just something that we do if you've been hurt over something you instantly put a guard up like you don't want to be hurt again it's just like a psychological thing that we all do however um it comes a time when we have to let the lord be our rear guard and the father to be the one that built the walls you know he built the walls for all of Israel they didn't go around and say put that wall up there for the enemy put that one it was him he was the one who said you you come into this place I will put the safety around you and when the walls needed to come tumbling down you know they come down with a shofar blast because it was it's the Lord who does the protection um of our hearts and we again we can take matters into our own hands and think no I might be better off not having a relationship with them I might be better off not taking counsel off them because it may remind you of a situation that you've been in the past however I would encourage people um to kind of knock that down and just say if this person is trying to tell me something I'm just going to receive it I'm going to test it out I'm going to pray about it. It, it it is the Lord trying to build a relationship with that person am I um can I give counsel to that person? Can I take counsel from that person? And really asking the Lord and not relying on our own um, like emotions to judge a situation because the Father wants us to have um, relationships with all things. He says, don't show partiality, which was a big one for me because I struggled with like um, people pleasing and always wanted to um, be the popular one and stuff that was just part of like my old life. So instantly it was like, I wanted to be in this clique and you know, if this person didn't like me, it like deeply, deeply affected me. So again, I had to really knock down those walls of being like, no, I'm a person for everybody. I'm readily available for everyone. I want to be friends with everyone and help everyone from the least to the greatest of them. You know, that was what the father instructed us um, to do. So yeah, that was just a big one that I struggled with. And I would encourage others to kind of just like, everyone is a brother and sister of, of, the, of the father. And if we've got time for all people, you know, you'd be surprised at who you can learn from. You know, it's a thing from our past that, we have friendship groups, we have families and we don't mingle with them. We don't want to be with them. But as a Christian, you have to kind of like get over that, don't you? You have to say, no, everybody has got something to teach me. They're a body part, they're a body part. They've got a gift. I'm going to learn from them. And in a way it is humbling, but it's a beautiful process because you'll be surprised at the elderly people that you spend time with and you actually genuinely listen to their past experiences you don't just sit there and think oh they're just an old person what do they know about Mm. what I'm going through it's like no elderly people have wisdom it says it's the crown gray hair is is of wisdom and glory so yeah it's kind of about knocking them walls down and pre preconceptions of who and what to take counsel from I would say yeah it's it's, it's deep um I kind of feel like I need to get on the Shea Long because I'm entering a therapy session. But no, it's it's um it is it is a deep one because um learning to accept counsel or, or wisdom from individuals that aren't necessarily 
um, your your nearest and dearest. Now, let's keep it keep it real. Like you you have this perception, or I certainly learned of being a Christian that you have to be friends and like everyone, yeah. and vice versa. And that's just not true. It's about loving each other. It's not about feelings, emotions, and preferences. Yeah. So then, when we do receive um, bits and pieces from those we may, may not necessarily be closest to. Uh, nine times out of ten it's, it's, it's coming from a good place um, the temptation again is to receive from you know those that are in your peer group or those that you are closest to in fellowship um, but unfortunately like everybody else bias and um, preference does slip in both ways so it can be harder to ascertain like genuine counsel or genuine wisdom um, with that being said one thing that uh, uh, what I think you you you're touching on for me is uh the essence of rejection yeah. uh where whereby all of these um shortcomings that we have when it comes to building walls and building walls that aren't necessarily of god uh, these have all come from a place of hurt trauma and difficulty from childhood even in the womb yeah. and generationally um and when you look at what happened with satan it's it's the 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 the, the relationship between um pride and rejection so he's rejected and the pride is all intermingled mingled and in our flesh we're the same um so for me nine times out of ten a lot of these things do come from uh the relationship of, of our pride and rejection mm-hmm. what i wanted to ask you bex you uh, said a really curious thing there was um being vulnerable in in yar like that's what what is that and what what does that look like and what is what's the difference between vulnerable in your emotions and in in the worldly sense and what, what is it like to be vulnerable in, in your i would say <clears throat> being ready for anything um obviously the bible tells us do not fear do not fear but then it also uses um the fear of the lord is is where wisdom begins so it's having fear of the lord and being ready and saying okay god i am gonna do this anything you ask of me you know there's been people that have come up to me and said like becca i've got a word for you i want to pray for you and instantly your god goes up and says you have no idea anything about me like just go away and i know that's just like the flesh and the enemy but you fight through that and you go no i am going to be vulnerable and especially sometimes in um in in my position you know people have come up to me and I haven't even shared with them anything that I'm struggling with you know I mean this was like a couple of years ago I have got a lot better um, as you know now I'm more of an open book I just say it as it is and if I'm going through something even in my marriage I will just say it and speak it out because I have mentally you know um already prayed and took that to the father so it's already out there but I wasn't always like that I used to be kind of like um quite guarded didn't want to like share my tr- struggles and trials maybe it was a bit of shame embarrassment uh, because like we it was at our house it was like we don't want people to know what we're going through and stuff but you know that the lord has has really has taken that down and when i say vulnerable i don't just mean like sitting on the couch and scared saying oh no no it's about having everything out there as an open book and saying i'm struggling with this guys you know i am vulnerable in this area please pray for me because where we are weak he is made strong and once you speak it out and say, okay, I am struggling with this. I really am, Father, I need help. And it does usually come when you say it to the Father first and then he will bring you someone else that can um, bless you and help you. Um, but yeah, people, it's, it's funny how people tend to, 
tend to sometimes see it on you and then they recognize it and then you're like oh my days like how have you seen that and I haven't and oh you have no idea what I'm going through so yeah if you don't recognize it it's going to be if the Lord loves you he wants it out of you so he's going to tell somebody is going to tell you look bro sis like I know you're struggling with this I want to help you in this whether you like that or not it might take some growth years it took me a couple of times um to just say okay yeah maybe I'll just accept the prayers because I can't do this on my own mm. praise you that I did but again I've seen people um fall off the walk because they don't want to deal with that it's easier to kind of just bat it off and say no I'm okay I'm fine I don't want to struggle with that because unless a problem um shared is a problem halved is what uh, tommy always says and it is true because it takes the weight off we're called mm. to carry each other's burdens not judge each other and not really like have horrible words to say about each other but edify each other encourage one another daily and build each other up and that is the true way to get over things that you are struggling with by just taking it off and saying help me carry this before you know it the job's done and y- your load's gone you know yeah it's the um uh, yeah, I guess it's the combination of the, the, the guilt and the shame of condemnation of judgment mm. um, when essentially um, we're looking for uh, God's mercy and his grace in each other. I always advocate that the, that the seven spirits are, are in operation throughout throughout the body, uh, throughout your brothers and sisters in Christ for, for the Lord to work through them uh, uh, and, and, and give to you ultimately. Um, it's interesting you um, you say about the vulnerability about um, build, bringing the walls down and then building them back up and um, just for transparency and even uh, just just shortly in, in my experience where uh, growing up uh, I had certain boundaries certain barricades in order to um, protect myself whether it be people pleasing um, you know trying to be the funny guy any any of those things and. Um, Part of the uh, element that I would use would be to be good at something and just do that. I'd always be scared to do something I've I've not done before or something in which I could fail at. And um, I'd always be sort of apprehensive about, you know, failing and being judged by others. And um, it's funny that in the last few years, Yars put me in situations where... um, he's made me so vulnerable in doing new things and, and becoming less afraid of making mistakes and building me up in that way. Where it's, um, uh, most, I don't do so many things that I used to do in my life that I, that I would consider my strengths. I've, I've found that he's building me up in other ways. So, uh, I guess what I'm saying is don't be afraid to fail basically. And, and because there's always going to be people there to help pick you up and to encourage you. And, um, that's what it's all about, Bex, like you said, to, to build, to encourage, uh, to edify one another, um, whether it's good or bad. So, um, again, it comes back down to relationships being really important for that. Yeah, of course. You think of, like, the society that we've grown up on. Um, we get put in somewhere for eight hours a day that we can't be ourselves. <laughs> like, mm. how does that, like, make it make sense? It just does not make sense. And... I think of Jonah now and there's so much more studies and child development and the people pleasing. It can start at home, you know, with certain behaviours. They've got to act a certain way or do a certain thing or be something that they're not to be the good boy or the thing. And, you know, it's something that I am learning as you go along because you do pass down, you know, um, inherited traits of um, 
people pleasing and I'm just something that I'm trying to snap out of because you know ultimately I just want Jonah to be who he is destined to be by God not who society has formed him to be yes there's a line that he has to tow biblically and biblically alone that's the only line that I want him to tow is the the biblical child and the biblical man however the society is just you've got to be this person and people please and be the class clown and you build up all of these walls and you know it's not until you walk with the father that you have to um, bring them tumbling down and that does not happen overnight you know you've built up walls and traits and personality habits and characteristics of things that you thought you liked that you didn't even like like I actually thought that I liked watching keeping up with the Kardashians because society told me that that's what I like like what on earth like it's actual it's sick it's twisted it's demonic we know it's demonic but like it should be illegal it's mind control it's it's horrible what they've done to us so you know there's no wonder that we're struggling of how to act and being vulnerable in a group setting and being um praying in front of a people that like no way would I ever think that I could pray in front of somebody singing no way singing choir songs and hymns it's like putting your hands up but like all these things that I thought I would never be able to do and now even doing this I thought of maybe this going out online to spread spreading around the whole island where I'm from it's like the fear that would have been in my old man for something like this but you know the Lord has praise brought them tumbling down and if that's something that you're still struggling with just keep going pray about it and proclaim it and blow that shofar blow it down blow it to tear the walls down because he really will do it you know and he knows the walls more than you he knows the things that you've built up and all the people that you've had to please and this this fake person that you've had to become um to survive in this very you know dark world amen um it's a very like um stark image i think you've just painted there of of when your your walls of identity and and understanding have been um basically uh fed by the world uh your identity is completely in all of the all of the things that you've consumed and received whether it be media culture um how you're raised uh peer groups all of that stuff sin basically and um you have that um, that moment uh, or, or time frame of salvation, and then everything is is stripped back. Amen. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you like. You've got rid of all of the things that you've ever had or or, or invested in. Um, it, it, it's so stark and debilitating. I think it's easy to underestimate the the uh, what can be like a very long time to replace and to rebuild those walls and rebuild the identity in yard. Because it's it's such a you're in such a deficit um, of that, but obviously once we start identifying in Christ, as as we learn the Torah, we learn the ways of of what Jesus came and did, and essentially he served. He came as a suffering servant, and then we're we're told to die to self. You know, it's it's very clear in the scriptures that. Our, our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, our pleasures, our wants, our desires, these are things that we perpetually have to uh, keep dying to because the, the the comfort is to keep identifying with the old man. The comfort is to keep identifying with that trauma and all of these crutches of which uh, we've either got rid of or tried to replace with a softer version oh, somehow. Yeah. Um, how important is it to keep dying to self, to keep dying to the, the, the things that we know and, and want to hold on to? 
Oh, it's so important. And this scripture, I found it today. I'd never seen that before. And isn't it amazing when you see scriptures that you've never seen before? It is Philippians 3.13. But one thing I do, forget what lies behind and I strain forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of Yah in Yeshua, the Messiah. And that's it. It's like the enemy will want us looking back and saying, do you remember when you used to do this? Like, how are you even doing this now? It's like he wants you to be living as this imposter. Like, that's not really you. Mm. You know, you, you're faking it. Who do you think you are? And that's just the devil is going to tell us that until the end. But we don't we don't serve him, do we? No, we don't listen to him. We listen to the the, the father, the loving father and, and the, the word, the word that, that he has um, gifted us with. And it tells us not to look back at the failings of our past. Because if our future victory is in him, and it's in the new Jerusalem, and it's in the millennial reign, and we're going to be living with the Messiah, and we're going to be doing the Torah, she'll go up from Mount Zion, we're going to be doing the feasts, like, we will not even care about any of that, in fact, it won't even get mentioned, praise Yah, it won't even get mentioned on Judgment Day, because we will have, um, we will have interceded, and we will have repented of those things, so, yeah, it's, um, our past trauma has nothing on our future victory. Amen, I love that, it's, um, it, it it's it's beautiful. I, I was I was in Thessalonians this morning. It was talking about keeping your mind on the things above, and it's almost like when you are running the race, like you literally have to keep your you know, yep. uh, keep your head up, um, keep your gates up, uh, keep focused on Yeshua, keep looking forward. Um, I can't. Remember, I think it was the, it was a, a phrase. It was like if you look too much in the past. It makes you sad if you look too much in the future. It causes anxiety. Yes. So it's like being rooted in the present. Again, That's it comes another to one being that in you the struggle <laughs> with as well. You're not looking at the yeah, past, but yeah, then you're yeah. planning five years down the line. It's like, oh man, it's a real, it's a real, um, uh, it's a real difficult one because you know, uh, it, it, it's the P word, paradox. Because life is but a vapor. Don't go to this town and to that town planning your business, presuming that everything's going to be uh, a, a given. But then at the same time, like we have aspirations, we have ambitions, we have uh, a desire to live a full life that gives glory to God. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all godly attributes to living like a fulfilling, um, biblical, uh, biblically f- uh, foundational life, which is, you know, we serve a God of life. Um, so, we're, we're to walk in that like fullness of life but at the same time like don't and I, <laughs> I'm just talking to myself here trying to like yeah there. just like looking too far ahead and then I know. creating all these narratives that, that don't even exist and it's like no I need to like forget myself what does the word say and just stay focused on Jesus because otherwise like I'm just going to unravel like Well, if you want to know a top tip on how to practically apply living in the moment, and it's what the Messiah did, it was to serve others um, over serving yourself. That was my next point, because every time we're serving ourselves, we're looking backwards and we're looking forwards. And sometimes if you just look still at yourself, it's like you're bored. You're like, I don't, I know what I look like now. I know what I'm doing now. What's next? You're after the new gratification, the new planning, this this new sensual soul experience. However, when you um, serve others instead of yourself, 
that takes you away from yourself and you you are living in the moment because you're going to somebody else's trial and struggle so it, it brings you back down to life I mean how often have you seen somebody in a position whether it's financially uh, emotionally stressed someone on the street someone in your village that needs your help someone that's been through grief trauma that they're going through it right now and they need you how often do you walk away from that situation and think wow the things that I'm dealing with are nothing you know it puts everything into perspective uh, as we say and that is um not to compare and say praise you that I'm not going through that but it's a short fire way if we all had that attitude and we all served one another over ourselves you know we wouldn't be bothered we wouldn't be bothered about what's down the road because ultimately we'd be thankful and grateful for what we have um the scripture here is be devoted to one another in love Honor one another above yourselves. That's Romans 12 too. And above yourselves is the key words here. It's like love your neighbor more than you love yourself. And are we really doing that? Are we? I mean, when you become a mom, that's a great way to tick that box for 12 Mm. hours a day because you are serving somebody else. And, you know, there's times when even then you don't get it right because you're like, I just want five minutes to myself. And then the Lord's like, well, it's not about you at the minute, is it? And you're like, you've got someone else's (laughs) childhood in your hands and you're just like, five minutes. (laughs) So, yeah, serving other people amongst yourselves is... um, and loving people more than you love yourself is checking yourself and thinking, wow, let's let, let's see, I can I can do more at that. We can all do more at that, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the accusation uh, of this notion of uh, focusing on the needs of others and helping others could be uh, uh, classed as avoidance, like you're not actually dealing with your own problems because you're always dealing with uh, anybody else's. But I would advocate that by serving and focusing on other people in that act of servitude actually allows the spirit to become greater than the the, the man than the than the than the, old, than the flesh because it says that the, the the flesh is at enmity with the spirit so if you're operating in the fruits of the spirit by serving other people it then equips you to actually deal with your issues yeah. better it's not like oh they, they they've just magically disappeared and gone away it's like no I, i'm stronger in the spirit I've got my eyes focused on the kingdom and I've got the attributes of Christ actually working in me stronger than before. So now I can uh, have a better foundation for dealing with the things. Now that I've said all this, I'm scared because it normally then comes into play. (laughs) And also the father promises, um, I mean, there's a scripture we've been doing, uh, the Galatian study and all Paul's letters and the apostles um, on a Tuesday evening. And it's brought the scriptures to like, so in an amazing way, and um is it timothy he says um pure religion and not pure and honest religion is helping the poor saving the fatherless and i can't remember it off by heart but you all know it go and find it's that basically scripture. Keep, keeping the ways keep yeah. walking in his commandments and you know we can all do more of that and i promise you now if that is pure and undefiled religion the lord is after that and he is more likely to hear your prayers when you are serving serving others he is going to be like wow well done you bless somebody there you're going to take a prayer to him and before you know it he's anything you do for the lord 
do for the least of them he he will pay you back and it's like serving others is a great way to get your prayers answered because you're right with god you're right with him you're right with your neighbor you've done a good deed and you're blessed and then he's well more likely to hear your prayers rather than you just sitting in your room sulking throwing your toys out the pram saying oh i can't help anyone because you know you can't help yourself if, if you're not helping others ultimately I think it was uh, I think it was Hazel brought about a scripture. I don't know if it was in Isaiah or Jeremiah, one of the prophets, where she talked about alms giving being uh, uh, cru- well, being really important in somebody's healing. So uh, again, it's that premise of um, yeah, receiving healing and restoration through that uh, self selfless act. Um, uh, with that, like, how important? Because it, we we can kind of like um, potentially. Uh, grandiose these ideas of like doing massive charitable acts and doing huge huge um, actions of uh, charity and love and and saving the world like just to put into spe- perspective for us Bex, how important is it for you just to like just look at what's around you and look at the people closest to you and and having that attitude of servitude do you like how important do you think that is to 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 look first at home and before you start like compounding it by thinking you've got to do loads of like mad stuff yeah it comes from a place of um being aware um again looking around seeing how others are doing if you know someone's struggling with something whether it's your parent your husband saying how can I help you praying and also asking the Lord to reveal who needs your help right now the amount of times that I've been thinking right who else and even a text message can bless somebody are you okay do you need help you know there's always someone that needs help like moving house or um just an encouraging word or a bible verse like it doesn't have to be you need to go and donate all of all of your your life savings you know um yeah blessing people and helping people out financially is is an amazing if you're in the position to do that but the lord wants um mercy over sacrifice and if you're judging people in your hearts and being harsh towards people and not giving people mercy um he doesn't want your sacrifice he doesn't want your big deeds he doesn't want things it's got to come from the heart genuine heart it's not like a tick box that you go right I've cooked that person a meal. Now I'm going to get a meal back. It, it, it doesn't work like that. It comes from a place of, oh, that person is struggling right now. I'll just invite them around for dinner. They might need uplifting. It's more better coming from the heart rather than just saying, I'm going to do that. I'm right with God now. You know, it has to genuinely come from a place of, um, are these okay? I haven't heard from them in a while. Are they okay? And yet you, we are all busy. We live in a very busy society and Babylon and the enemy has set up our society so that we can't serve others all day, you know, because financial and the pressures that um, the pharaohs of this world have put on us. However, we all have five minutes to pray and say, Father, who can I pray for today? Because praying is well more valuable than anything that you could ever give people and yeah just just asking father who shall i pray for today who needs my help who needs me to drop them a message and you'll be amazed at the people that the father puts on your heart it is unbelievable um yeah and it might be people that actually shock you as well which is always a good thing um to be reconciled and um in a place of love with all people it says seek peace shalom with all people um so yeah I think you made a, a really um, uh, another important point, and I wanted to ask you about. You said about the state of the heart. Um, how important is it to you to have an honest um, confessional dialogue with with Yah? Because 
like my heart is actually selfish i am actually self-seeking i do uh you know uh feed the fear of man like uh, you know it says that he knows our heart so how important is it to you to like have that like almost like that davidic um confession of like i am i'm I'm none of these things that that you want me to be like how important is that to you in terms of like being a foundation to to being able to actually serve with a good heart yeah it comes from a place of um the secret place the lord wants you to just say father i'm struggling with this um before you like people don't actually know but even things of our past life and our relationship with provision maybe people have come from a place of poverty and not have much money so then that look causes you to be very anxious over financial provision and things and you try and plan ahead and it becomes not like an idol you just have a lot of fear regarding that and that probably comes from a place of trauma as well because maybe you've come from a place where you've had nothing but again it comes through trusting the father that you have a loving father and until you have overcome that giant and laid that giant down and said I do not fear that anymore. Father, I know that you will provide that. I'm not wasting another second of my time. Well, I'll try not to fear over that. I I lay that down before you now. And I guarantee you that like that will be taken away from you. You know, if there's something that you are struggling with and you want to really um it to just be taken away. Um, yeah, it probably has come from a place of our past and things that we've struggled with growing up our households um because you know the bible gave us very um strict things about how to run a household how to the mama to provider and they were quite like wealthy people if you look at like abraham moses like they left egypt with a lot of stuff yeah they all had moments of poverty but they, they they were ultimately blessed and even when they were low the lord brought them back up more than they could have ever imagined so it's about putting on that identity as well and saying like my loving father will provide everything that i need and i will just ask him to take away this horrible fear that i have i don't want to deal with it anymore just take it away father i trust you and you know he can do that and again that's like therapy with the lord i call it you know it's like you're going in the secret place you're sitting there you're saying god take this away from me now it doesn't even need to share it with anybody other than him you know and everybody's got something that they can dig deep and really share with the lord and cry tears whatever you want to do he understands ultimately he just wants you to he wants to take that away from you but it's like jonah had his dummy for so long and you know I could tell he just didn't want to do it and that made me not want to take it away because he loved it so much that we can get comfort from our fear as well as a Mm -hmm. very weird complex thing like these comfort blankets that we put around us these walls they can become like the comfort and because he loved his dummy so much like I just procrastinated taking that often because it's like I can't even be bothered with the drama you know it's going to cause me more drama and that's how the Lord must feel he's like if they're not ready for me to take it away like mm. I won't that'll cause them a little bit too much trauma at the minute right, you know yeah. so there the will come a time when he eventually thinks no I'm going to take it off you but it's well better getting ahead of the game. I would have loved if Jonah come to me and said, Mom, I don't want that dummy anymore. You know, right. take it away. That would have made my job so much easier. So get a head start. Say, God, I don't want this anymore. Just take it away from me. Search my heart. Of, of show me what's really in there and, and, and truly take it away. You know, hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, that's that's um that's absolutely beautiful. It's uh, you know, come to me those who are weary and heavy laden because uh we uh, I 
and I'll probably speak for others, forget that the access that we have to, um, you know, the, the, the creator of the universe. It's like, come on, um, <laughs> we've got a direct line to, to, to the... The one who is better than any therapist, any counselor, oh, or they called him wonderful counsel, wonderful counselor. It's like we he's there. <laughs> so, like, just a reminder to, to to folks where it's, you know, I think sometimes we can, um, or I, I've certainly um, played a game of say, prayer, being a game of say the right thing and God will do the thing. Yeah. When it's just like, no, just just get in there and be honest. Yeah. Like, just be pure honest about what it is and, and, and admitting. He already knows. He knows it. He knows it before you said it. waiting for you to recognize it again. It's like, once you recognize it, he's like, yes, I can work now. I can really work. That's why we do have to search ourselves. Um, Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching his innermost parts. The Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. And it's like, you know, we need that light. We need that Holy Spirit to expose it because until it's exposed, like we're just going to struggle with it. You know, until people seen them giants were there, they had to go in and spy out the land to see they were there. Like, it's not like they all just seen it and thought, ah, God's going to take it away. The test was on them to go and spy out mm. the land, wasn't it? We right. have to spy out our land, our temple. What's hiding in there? Because he can get rid of it, you know? That, that's, that is the, actually you, you smashed it. That is the biblical mandate for all of it is that he wants us to go ahead, but he delivers. He is our deliverer. He is our conqueror. He is our redeemer. So he's going before us to, to take those giants out. We just need to show him and ask him to, to do it. You know, he, he he took them to the promised land. He he slayed all the giants along the way. He didn't. Obviously, you know, Israel were part of the battle, and, and we're we're in the battle as well, and we're in this this spiritual war. And um, you know, we've got to pick up our sword daily. Which again, you know, being the word, walking in the spirit, allowing God's light, His countenance to shine, and to um, uh, uh, and to take out the enemy because we can't. We we certainly can't do it of our own. Um, own volition and you know it says that he is the potter we are the clay we need to remain malleable and let him turn us into to, to the warrior that he's uh, intended us to be so um, yeah I think that's that's massive Bex where you just have to um, yeah ask him and, and let him do the work Amen. yeah it's easier said than done because you feel it you're like yes lord show me show me what's really in there and then you pray and then it might be a few he's not just going to all of a sudden give you a notepad with it here you go here's this 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 tablets with everything that you're dealing with in your heart because all my days we would freak out i would be like no i'm not you you know you'd almost deny it so he does it he has to do it gently you know um he has to do it over a period of time and nine times out of ten it gets to like a week later and you've even forgot that you've prayed that prayer so maybe keeping a journal um something i don't personally do however it is sounding a bit more appetizing you know like a prayer journal of saying right this is what i've prayed for let's see it come true and then you can join the dots it depends how you are in your spiritual life but always remembering what you are praying and what you're praying for because um he is going to answer that one way or another it just 
when it's going to be delivered and whether you want to listen at the time is another part of us because you know they spied out the land and then they lacked courage didn't they they seen the giants and some of them were like no no they're too big for us we can't take them out and that's almost like what we do we ask what's going on inside of us and then when he shows us you say not that's too big lord right, not right, yet right. not yet yeah and he's like fine fine so it's a gradual process but i would just encourage everyone to start doing it um as we that's why the torah cycle is massive as well because you are there you're admitting the word every single week you've committed to the book of life it's like a serious covenant that got given to the israelites um for their rebellious hearts and we are no different and we do need that it's the antidote to the flesh um, it keeps us in line. So if you're not following along to um, any Torah portions, I would recommend really doing that because there's something about going along that Torah cycle, the wilderness um, of the Lord that truly does um, convict your heart and it changes you in such a good way. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am and I'm still learning all thanks to the amazing teachers out there that commit themselves to studying and um, being the watchmen in these bizarre times you know it's only getting worse out there guys like we need to safeguard our hearts our mind our ears and to to stay the the path's getting narrower isn't right. it you know yeah. yeah it's 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 a life it's a life uh life's work Bexy. it's uh the commitment involved and is uh is you know you're willing it's for the long game and part of the indication where i feel like um you know you may bless me with with many more days isn't because i'm uh smashing it and i'm holier than now it's because i know yeah. that there's so much work that he, he Need needs to do and um the, the the torah cycles are an indelible part of of the word being alive in your life because it's like you can have your daily devotionals you can have your little uh you know social media verse of the day but um <laughs> If you, if you, everyone's can, is the same on that app, yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and you know that's good. It's good. It's good. Not knocking that at all. But if you can supplement that with, you know, a, 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 a stu- your own study in the evening or yeah, your own yeah, time yeah. in the word, but then, then you get to the meat of the the Torah cycle, and then wow, it just starts popping off in your life. The similarities between the patriarchs and uh, uh, the things that um, uh, foretelling of the issue, all of the things start combining. Where it's like wow, like. Uh, this is really confirming a lot of things in what God is doing in my life. And it isn't necessarily all, um, you know, happy, clappy rainbows. It's a lot yeah. of like heavy stuff. I mean, we were just in Joseph oh, last week and it's like, famine. my man's in prison. He's been disowned by his family, but you know, a few years down the road, he's, he's, he's king of king of the world, basically. Wow. <clears throat> so, um, Again, it, it, it brings that hope and it brings that encouragement to uh, to keep walking the walk and, and, and to know that uh, God's more than got our back and, 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 and wants to take those giants out for us, which is um, which is massive. Yeah, definitely. We have to um, carry on the race, study the word. He said, study to show yourselves approved, not show yourselves approved by... Um, anything else other than, than study Screen because time. Yeah. yeah because ultimately if we study his word he shows us why he wants us what he wants us and what he convicts us of at that time the amount of times i've opened up my bible and been literally pierced by the word 
and actually being embarrassed that I had a desire in my heart that the Lord really didn't want of me. And it's like shameful. It's like, oh no, you even seen that too. Like he sees everything, but then you process it, you read the word and you're like, no God, like you were right about that. So I am sorry, take that away from me. And that's why it says it's double-edged sword because it it, 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 it kills a flesh basically. Piercing bone and marrow. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. And, you know, to be in a place of receiving that, I am going to argue now from another side of the perspective um, to receive the word you have to, um, in Peter, it tells us that we have to have as women a humble and quiet spirit. So when it comes to women, uh, my old woman, my old self, my old man, like, did I have a humble and quiet spirit? No. And I'm probably going to ask you the same question. Would you say you had a humble and quiet spirit? If you did, yeah, bless you. You probably got fast tracked a lot quicker than I did because I had to learn how to know my place, be quiet and listen. Um, <laughs> I've seen um, the Christian meme today. It said the Holy Spirit doesn't always cause you to dance, speak in tongues and, and throw it on the floor. It encourages you to shut up and um, be quiet apologize to people and and analyze yourself and I was like wow you know that is what the word of God does and can we do that if we are not operating in a humble and quiet spirit the opposite of that is being quarrelsome the Bible is very specific in what it thinks of the quarrelsome woman Uh, (laughs) it says who can restrain the quarrelsome woman um, it is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with your hands. It's like you can't restrain it because once women go off, we go off. So what I'm going to encourage us is to just not to get to that place of going off about anything. I mean, it's hard and it's took me a long time and I'm still, I'm definitely not there. What am I even on about? I'm definitely <laughs> not there. What am I even talking about? However, I am a lot better than I used to be. You know, there's things that, do trigger me and I do go off and then I'm just you have to rein it back in then you're mopping up the floors of all the people that you've upset and so just try not to go there um uh, yeah it, it's easier said than done but to receive the word you're not going to receive if you are being this quarrelsome woman shouting contentious whether it's with your husband even with your friends uh your family if you don't have respect for your family and your workplace is a massive indicator of your your spirit if you're being quarrelsome in the workplace just ask the lord for strength to stop being that person because it's not somewhere we the lord can operate with you he he actually hates that and he says that it's really not what he desires for women because you can't hear the holy spirit when you're like that you're operating out of the flesh and out of the fruits of the flesh instead of the fruits of the spirit so yeah if you do struggle with that as we all do sometimes you know we can all have get our be our being upon it at some something or another but yeah, just try and rein it in as quick as you can because that is when you will hear the Lord. Um, yeah, it's a hard one, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I'm just uh, telling all the fellas to just come down from the attic now. It's, it's safe, it's clear because <laughs> the, 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 the quarrels, the quarrels, and, and the, the, the beautiful thing is, is this is um, obviously, I, I believe that a scripture in Peter is, is uh, directed towards women, but it's, that's, you know, it's not gender specific in the sense yeah. that men are the same. Um, I, I just think there are certain traits, certain character traits, both men and women can fall into um, yeah. when it comes to the negative spectrum of, of the emotions. Um, 
from a okay so with that how can a man help with that what's what's his what are you saying about his respons- responsibility because i i'm going to i'm going to put my 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 neck on the cho- chopping block and say ultimately it's going to be the the man's responsibility to set the tone that there isn't uh not in a dictatorial sense but there isn't room for uh quarrelsome nagging you know those kind of typical tropes because he's filling it with good leadership with yeah. love with joy with peace not dominating cuz it says in the in in the word that a man can become like a lion in his own home so i'm not saying that he's 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 stamping out any uh, anything that uh, you know uh, anything that's to be uh, disagreed with or anything like that what i'm saying is what what are you expecting and what are you hoping for from a man and cuz not everybody's married not everybody's cool to be married i get that but from your friends as well from your brother from your brothers and your sisters like what are you expecting so you don't get to that point and i know that may seem like an obvious question but yeah actually you've really just brought something to mind that um is your partner is not your uh punch bag it's not your doormat so if you're having a bad day you know, try your best not to take it out on them. You know, you can see it with your children. If you're having a bad day and you shout at them, like you see the fruits, like it's not good to do. And that's no exception with your partner as well. Like all your friends, just don't take it out on them. It's not their fault that you're having a bad day. You just say, I'm struggling. Be humble again, humble and quiet spirit on both sides. Say, I'm struggling with this today. Pray for me or I just need a bit of space. And then the other person can say, yeah, I respect that. But don't take your bad day out on them is my best advice because we all do it. It's something in us. It's like the projection thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like selfishness and self-centeredness is one of the biggest um, destructors of marriage. And yeah, we're called to carry each other's burdens, but you don't do that in such a way that you can then get like aggressive or nasty to that person. Cause then again, that causes them to, you know, flee to the roof. And that's my best advice for a man. If you are around that, put your foot down and (laughs) to the love yeah no that's i think that's sound and uh i think um in a world that's pushed towards uh materialism and and um status and pride and all of these things uh the biggest commodity the biggest currency that we can operate in is time so i I think a big part for me what i would i would recommend and what i'm learning is is to to be there for that person whether it's your wife or or your or your sister or a brother is to give them that time yeah. listen like so you've had a bad day tell me about it yeah definitely you don't have to you don't have to take it out on me but please tell me about it and maybe I can help and we can share and then we can let it go and have a good evening or good oh rest man. of the weekend or whatever um yeah. i think that's that's the biggest recommendation i would have is is don't uh yeah just just be there and listen can can take this thing out of it a lot of the time yeah, and men also can sometimes, um, praise you, if you don't do this, um, can fall into um, an identity of pride, like, I'm okay, like, I'm fine, mm. what you want about, um, and then women can say, well, I know you're not fine, and then the woman becomes a psychologist and psychoanalyzes everything way too in too much detail, and then you take on the shrink role and think that you can fix the man, and it's like this, like, not good combination and then the woman then usurps control over the man because the man isn't open up and saying right this is what i'm struggling with blah blah blah. 
and then the woman guesses what they're struggling with and tries to like go through all past traumas future blah 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 and then it's just like no just stop a minute be honest open and honest conversation of what you are struggling with the woman can then help you in that the, the woman can then be the helper take your load a bit of the load off it and say it's going to be okay you know there's no point worrying about that it's fine and then they might be able to shed some light on that and that's the beauty of men and women and being one flesh and being of one accord because we are to help each other out when one gets low um it's compared to like a pair of scissors if one blade is down and not working the the, the whole scissors don't work you need both to operate in its proper function and in its proper um in roles and duties and yeah we're not always going to get it perfect but I would just encourage the man to just always be honest and say sometimes they don't even know what the struggle with just feeling a bit down today that's okay let's pray let's get on with it um but yeah um sometimes with win- women as well like sometimes there's no rational response to why we feel a certain <laughs> way like I'm um, from being open and honest it's just like yeah. we just get things in our brains or our emotions or our cycles or whatever's going on in us we can be sometimes a little bit irrational so patience on that and just say just gonna give you a bit of space right now but that's okay but then I've seen men do that like a bit too much then the women can go off on one and then they're not being properly um so one accord and of equally yoked it was like it was the 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 thing that they put on was it horse or cattle one one or the other and it kept them walking in the same line so what you don't want to do in your relationship is not be that uh, equally yoked you both need to be going for the for the same for the same goal spiritually is the 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 most important one because if one like steers off the one way you're not going anywhere you're just going off in the wrong direction you need you both to be going the same way um and yeah our hearts are deceitful above all things and I think that was probably aimed at a woman when the person was right and that you know because sometimes we can we can just get little ideas fantasies or things that we're struggling with and it is up for the man then to rein us back in and say look this is our goal this is our spiritual goal we've committed to serving the Lord you know we have to continue to do this and this is how you know so it's not an easy job for the man but it's a it's a beautiful job to have as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think vision's like vital to that. A man needs to, uh, and a woman, but uh, I think the vision needs to be like um, really focused in on. And I, I liked what you said there about the uh, idea of compensating uh, for one another because it's the the perception of things being 50 50 oh, it's, everything's 50 50 it's like it's not because sometimes it's got to be 70 30 sometimes yeah. it's got to be 90 10 because one of us is in, in a deficit and yeah. so we we need to have dialogue we need to have communication so that we can actually uh, say no I, i'm not feeling this i'm feeling this way and i've had this thought i've had this idea and then you can uh, work to each other's strengths and weaknesses in order to to compensate uh, for that um i had another point but i think it might have escaped my head uh, we were talking about um oh that was it men know the cycle <laughs> know the cycle seriously like if if you want a heads up about how to anticipate to support to encourage 
know yeah. the cycle, know the psychology, know the biology behind it. And I'm not saying you have to be some sort of moon wizard, <laughs> but like get a heads up on what you can expect at certain times, when to go, yeah. when to push, when to stay still, when to be strong, when to be affectionate. And again, it's not you d- you, it's not about being formulaic because you intuitively get yeah. into a rhythm, but it's it's so important. Like I know like a guy could come home and, and uh, his wife or even again, this can be in friendship groups as well where she's literally just torn one off you and you're like, why? I haven't done anything. And it's like, oh, oh. That time. Oh, that? Okay. And that it, it used That's to be a disparaging thing to say, but like, no, quite honestly, it's like, have a look, see what's going on, and then yeah. you can you can really uh, see a difference in. Yeah, but that's 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 my <laughs> that's part yeah. of my advice. I think no, definitely, it's so important. Like women are obviously they go through different phases and different cycles, and yeah, it it does affect you. I don't want it to affect you. you in your head in certain cycles. You're like, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine all month. I'm not going to be the crank. That and it just happens. So, you know, having having someone there that's going to support you and um, pray for you and know when you need a bit of space as well is is it is amazing because that's what marriage and one accord is. Um, women, I'd always encourage you as well um, to never try and change a man. You are just never going to succeed in that that's the lord's job and the lord's job alone you can give them advice and you can say this is what i think this is what but ultimately um if you try and take on the role of the father you are going to be very um disappointed and you're going to feel very drained the best thing is to just pray for them if they're struggling and us women we are quite like intuitive and we can sometimes act um you know we're quite good taking counsel of um the father and really interceding we're quite like more intuitive in some ways men i believe need to be around like other men i feel like men accountability and fellowship and being around um other brothers is really important for men to build each other up and have this like uh brotherly love um counsel um the bromance and stuff like that like men do need that women need that too in the sisterhood but always try and encourage them to do that like I notice a difference when Joe has been around brothers he's been in the word he's been studying he's been doing kingdom work evangelizing compared to when he's been doing other things so I would would never take that away from him people always say like how do you cope Joe's always so busy with ministry I'm like well you want to see him busy without ministry it's it's diabolical (laughs) you know it's not fun for a wife so it may seem pleasant and um pleasurable at the time to have your man all to yourself however trust me when family and children come into that you need your man to be on top of his spiritual game serving the lord with other brothers you know it says in the bible um a man who isolates himself brings uh shame or something i can't remember the actual but isolating men is never a good idea they need to be around other men and to be encouraged because um we need them to be on the top of their spiritual game basically otherwise the women is just they're gonna slip too the kids are gonna slip before you know it it's 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 game over so so with that i've just had the the thought pop into my mind you're talking about how you can support and facilitate uh, a man's uh spiritual game as it were um 
Now it can be really, it can be a strong temptation to say, well, I need to facilitate, you know, my wife being a wife and a mother and, and being provided. Like how, do, how, do, how does a man support his wife's spiritual game? What does that look like? Um, press, patience, a lot of patience, a lot of love, um, dialogue, women appreciate conversation, you know, women appreciate little gifts, little, little quality time spent, whether it's like having a set apart family day, um, whether it's like specific date day, you know, like just having time, it's like with the father, like they, they love time being spent with them, gentle words, kindness, patience, um, just trying not to be like aggy and stressy like women hate that you know it's like that's a no-go too um just so, do, so does that sorry to interrupt but does so does that then um propel you towards more spiritual stuff so if if you're being taken cared for you're getting words of affirmation you're receiving gifts and and care and love and peace does that then increase your time in the word and in prayer and stuff like that or is that too formulaic to like say it does but like women we can take things for granted as well and we can become diva-ish as well like okay. we can be spoiled as well joe even says to me it's weird you know the nicer i am to you it just you know it doesn't cause you to be nicer <laughs> back to me and like i had to check myself and i was like wow yeah it can turn me into a bit of a diva sometimes like right. you get a bit spoiled sometimes it's just better to just have a bit of like you need a bit of hot, the hot, not harsh words, but a bit of spoken to saying, come on, like, get your act together in this, in a loving way, not in a horrible, abusive, aggressive way, but in a very nice, calm, loving way. And the way that Joe does it to me is, is amazing. He'd be like, well, if you thought about this, like, that's not going to benefit you in this area. And just like Yeshua does, you know, he always speaks and says in riddles and parables and he gives examples. And, you know, that's the, that's the role of a man too, is to just, make sure that your wife stays on the path and and spends time with the father um doing bible studies together is amazing as well you are their teacher as well when you become married you are the spiritual head the things the downloads that you get um sometimes like i think joe thinks like these spiritual nuggets he, he, he likes to like reveal them in the Torah portion so like he doesn't always share them with me personally if you're watching this show would like to, for you to share them a bit more <laughs> <laughs> just like it's appreciate it, you do appreciate you think wow like my husband's found that out like isn't that cool the Lord's speaking to him in this way and you know um just 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 open dialogue and um encouraging them praying for them spending time with them but sometimes you are going to need a bit of not harsh words but come on have you questioned this if the, if if it's necessary you know mm. it's not always necessary but um you it will be at one point basically is what i'm trying to say yeah. it's a balancing act isn't it yeah. the lord loves balance scales it's not always going to be one way and it's not always going to be the other way things are going to balance out and there's a time as ecclesiastes says there's a time for sowing reaping mm morning crying tell it you know go and read it it's like wow there's a season for all things when we have to use um different approaches like parenthood really yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've always found it fascinating in terms of um the progression of the practicalities of this walk um you know I, and it's not to knock individual pursuits or being um you know on your own on this walk because you can perhaps be more spiritual arguably 
whether it's praying, fasting, time in the word. And um, quite often over the time, things get a lot more relational and a lot more practical and the refinement levels uh, are so much more um, carnal. And I don't mean carnal in a, in a sense of, um, you know, evil, lustful. I mean, just like fleshly because it's it's working these matters through and out of your uh, out of your flesh but the uh, everything is like you say bex it's that ecclesiastical approach of the, the the beautiful balance between spiritual and physical how they are all one and the same um, and how our relationships the way in which we um, cultivate and look after them how we look after ourselves and, and those around us allow us then to be arguably more spiritual to that gives us the joy and the uh, appetite to be in the word to to have that um, sense of thanksgiving to to to, to go and pray and, and thank god for the things that he's doing in our lives and mm-hmm. the relationships that we have uh, that we're not necessarily just asking and whining and crying all the time that we are just genuinely um you know enjoying the fruits of what what uh, an abundant life can be so um I think what you've done, you've, you've you've shed some light on for me is the importance of cultivating our 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 nearest and dearest our relationships with our with our um, brothers and sisters and our families and our friends and how that can then in turn uh, feed us spiritually so that we can go out and and overcome the obstacles that that have been there for from early doors. Yeah, it is important. the The Lord has placed the relationships with people in your life for a reason you know even with the people that you might feel like it can be difficult with sometimes they're the ones that you need to press on more not just cut off and walk away with away from because ultimately if you are all serving the same loving father or have like-minded approach to the way we do that i.e the torah all believe we're going to the same place you know i.e the millennium reign the new jerusalem and want to keep the feasts it would be silly to just walk away from people that you have so much in common from you know maybe the lord is trying to show you something in your own heart that you need to press out and not be that person and maybe if because sometimes like they say this um in parenthood the things that like grind you and trigger you so much within your children is the things that you aren't healed from right and it's like so deep and so true and i wish somebody would have just told me that this time last year that i actually wasn't as patient as i thought i was gonna be because you know maybe i as a child my parents didn't handle some some certain things they might have shouted and got cross and got angry and been frustrated and just wanted me to hurry up and then that passes down because i'm unhealed from it and it's like we have to press into them relationships with other people as well maybe I'm falling out with this person over something that I need to address in my own heart. Maybe my approach isn't right. It's it's the Torah is a mirror. This life is a mirror and we don't want to be putting smoke screens up in front of the mirrors. We want to have a sparkly clean mirror that we can look and be refreshed and think I'm not dealing with that giant anymore like be gone in the name of Yeshua because we have the power to do that but it's whether we want to harness that and cultivate that and if you want the fruits if you want them big clusters of grapes and the new wine you know you can't put new wine in old wineskins if you want the, 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 the new wine and the grapes from the land you have to defeat these giants otherwise you're not going to get the benefits of it are you? I um, I, I I couldn't put it any better myself. Um, the only small thing I would add on is just to confirm that 
the times in which I see deficiencies or weaknesses or things that uh, peeve me and other people, I try and reflect that as quickly as possible to me yeah. and say, right, yeah, you're showing me my deficiencies. This isn't about the weaknesses in the other person. So humble thyself and um, mm-hmm. see what, what what's being uh, what's being shown. Yeah. Um, any anything else, Bex, or is is that? Um, just the power of prayer. If you see somebody struggling or you're struggling, as Darren just said, with something um, in other mm. people, like pray about it first before you open your mouth. Just <laughs> pray to the Father and say, is this right? Is it zealousness? Because often people mistake zealousness and doing something in the Father's name as just something that's off in their heart. And don't do that. Pray about it and say, is this something in my heart or is this genuine genuine sin in somebody else because if it's genuine sin there is a protocol you know you go to them directly you speak to them face to face directly and you say this is what I'm concerned with you don't do it on a text message group chat or in in an angry way you pray about it first and say is it a genuine concern or is it just something that I am struggling with in my heart and that's my my top advice is take it to the father because nine times out of ten it is something that we are struggling with that we haven't laid down yet and the bitterness in us is because of something that we are unhealed at um, so yeah, just just pray, and that's fine. If if you're doing that, that's fine. It's nothing that the Lord can't work out. Because I've done that so many times, especially in marriage. You know, I've I've just gone about something the wrong way, and ultimately, it's been something more in my heart than in in Joe's. Basically, so take it to the Father, pray about it, and I'm sure He will um He He will bless you in in the humbleness. Yeah. Um. It does say in the word, be slow to speak. And uh, I think there's a, there's a good reason for that. So, um, yeah, there's uh, a lot we've, uh, we've covered. Um, I hope that we've given you some stones to put in your, your slingshot, that we've uh, given you a, a Jonathan to be your uh, armour bearer so that when you go out into the field once more, that you feel that much more uh, prepared and equipped um, Bex, I want to thank you again for bringing the wisdom and shining the light. Um, it's always a pleasure, and um, I'm sure uh, I'll share your sentiments in, in hoping that this does bless you, uh, anyone that does uh, care to, to listen. Um, again, if there's any uh, insights, any thoughts, any suggestions, please feel free to reach out. Uh, give us a shout in the messages, email, send a pigeon, send some smoke signals, blow your show for whatever you want to do. Uh, but please reach out and uh, we'll be humbly grateful for any suggestions. So um, with that, Bex, I want to thank you. Shalom. 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 We got a bit deeper than I thought, but you know that I, I love getting my shovel out. So I'll let you all go to bed now. Shalom. Shalom. From our house to yours, this has been The Upper Room and Yar Willing, we'll see you on the next one. Uh, God bless. Bye.